to swallow. What do they mean, like a child? What do they know about the kingdom? Well, actually, they know very little about the kingdom. But the beautiful thing is, they are completely open to receive the kingdom. They don't have any hang-ups. They don't have any great learning. They just know the love of Jesus and they're happy to accept him into their hearts. They don't put up any barriers when good things are offered to them. Now, the previous passage in Luke's Gospel, I'll refer to briefly. It tells of the Pharisee who was confident of his own righteousness. And when he went to pray, he prayed so loudly, look how good I am, God, he said. How fortunate I am to be so good. I expect God sighed and thought, oh, goodness, I've heard that before. I can't help you unless you want me to. But the tax collector wouldn't even look up. He felt so ashamed of his sins. And he cried for mercy from God. And he was forgiven. He humbled himself before God. And Jesus said in this passage for today, He who humbles himself will be exalted. So going on to this morning's sermon story. Mothers brought little children to Jesus so he could touch them and bless them. We've just seen Jesus had been teaching about humility, being humble before God, but the message hadn't quite sunk into the disciples. They didn't get it. Little children and women were considered to be so humble that they weren't even worth considering. And the disciples told them to go away. They hadn't realized that Jesus was calling to the humble. And the disciples just didn't get it. No, said Jesus. Let the children come to me. The kingdom of God belongs to such as these. These are the vulnerable ones who in their humility are open to my love. And he lovingly gave them his blessing. As we get older, our lives can get cluttered up with too much head knowledge. We read all these wonderful theological books and we think we know all there is to know about Jesus. We may become cynical. (coughs) Excuse me. And doubts and troubles sometimes come our way. Some sadly, even believe the lie that they've that um, they no longer are worthy of Jesus' love and no longer worthy to go deeper and deeper into the love of Jesus. Some of us have tried so hard to get closer to Jesus, but he doesn't want us to try. He just wants us to be open to receive the wealth of the wonderful treasures he has stored up for us, just as if we were children. I know this because I've been there, and for the first 40 years of my life, I thought I knew it all. I went to a church where I was taught all the Bible stories very, very thoroughly. 
And I, yes, I had asked Jesus into my life, and I did follow him. I also believed I was a reasonably good person. And my good deeds were bound to put me in God's good books. It was rather like building up brownie points to get you into heaven. And I relied heavily on my own so-called good deeds. But I used to say sometimes, you know, Jesus is so wonderful. I know I shall love him if I could ever meet him. Up until that point, I'd never really had any very good teaching about the Holy Spirit. Fortunately, I met somebody who did. And these friends gave me the book, When the Spirit Comes, by Colin Urquhart. And it tells all about how this uh, Anglican vicar had suddenly received the Holy Spirit and his life had been transformed by the Holy Spirit. And I put the book down. I said, I want that. That's for me. And I went to my friends and asked them to pray for me. And I had no idea how beautiful that experience would be as Jesus gently blew his spirit into me. After all those years of searching, I knew the reality and closeness of Jesus' love. And he continues to draw me closer whenever I come to him. It is by God's grace we are saved and nothing else. There may be some here who have never experienced in their hearts this overwhelming knowledge of the love of God in their hearts. And Jesus knows who you are. And your heart may even be pounding now as Jesus asks, will you come to me? Do you want to draw closer and learn of my love for you in your heart? If that is you, then there will be people who will be only too happy to pray with you after the service. And it's never too late to ask. I found a note in my grandmother's Bible which said that having followed Jesus all her life, she received the Holy Spirit and knew Jesus' love and joy when she was well into her 80s. He was so worth waiting for. But think of all those years of joy that she missed. Now there are very many times in our lives where we may feel extremely vulnerable. Sudden illness, redundancy, tragedy, worries over your children. And these times are horrible. None of us like them. But they are also opportunities to come to Jesus in our vulnerability and to come to him in humility and ask for his help. Through it all, he comes close to us. And very often, at these times, we experience his love in an amazing way. So amazing because the circumstances are so awful and yet his love seems so great. If you're feeling you're in troubles now and you need Jesus to help, then again I invite you to ask for prayer after the service. 
And I think it's sometimes that Jesus waits for those times when we are at our most vulnerable. It's then that our barriers are down and we are most open to Jesus. Now, in the wider world, society says no one wants to hear about Jesus these days. But that's simply not true. Don't believe that lie. Many, like children, are crying out to receive his grace, and you may be very surprised who they are. And I want to give you just one example. We have a nephew called George by adoption who became addicted to drugs. And at one point in his life, well, a couple of times actually, he went through detox. And it was in these times he gladly accepted Jesus into his life and knew how much Jesus loved him in a very, very powerful way. But sadly, the heroin got the better of him. And he occasionally used to call me from the hospital when he'd been there after he'd overdosed. But one day he called me, and it wasn't for him. It was for his mate, Paul. Paul had been stabbed. He didn't have any clothes to go home in because the medics had had to cut the clothes off him because there was so much blood they had to find out where it was coming from. Could I bring some old clothes for him to wear home? He's a big man, said George. So I popped down to the charity shop and bought the biggest I could get and took them to the hospital, gave them to the sister because I didn't want him to do a runner before the police had finished with him. Then I went in to tell him that I'd bought some clothes. He was enormous. He was like a giant rugby player. And I was thinking, whoops, those clothes are never going to fit him. He'll look really silly in those. But I told him that I brought the clothes and he thanked me. And I walked to go home. And then it was as if the Holy Spirit put a barrier in front of me. You've got to go back and pray for him. I thought, what? Do you know who he is, Lord? It was almost... I knew if I'd taken another step, I would be disobeying Jesus. So I went back to the ward, and George met me. He said, why are you here? I said, I've come to pray for Paul. What? No, no, you don't know what he's like. He's very violent. No, 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 no. He'll never let you pray for him. He'll get angry. I said, just go and ask him. And so it was that Paul, this violent, angry heroin addict asked me to pray for him I asked that Jesus would one day help him to change his life and that he would learn about the kingdom of God and go into the kingdom at one day I've no idea what happened but I do know that Jesus loved him not that much that he wanted somebody to go and tell him and pray with him I still pray for him I don't suppose I'll ever know what happened to him. But there are many Pauls in the world inwardly screaming out to know the love and truth of Jesus' love in their lives. And Jesus is longing to draw draw them closer to him, for them to accept him into their lives as if they were little children. One day you may be in the right place 
at the right time, just as I happen to be with Paul. And God may say, that person needs prayer, or this person needs prayer. And when Jesus asks, will you go?